0: Welcome to the Mission Cleveland weekly podcast, encouragement and hope own. in a despairing world.
1: For my own thoughts betray me. truth to my heart
0: The holy gospel of our lord Jesus Christ according to saint Luke Glory, Glory to, you, to you lord Christ. Christ Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt Two men went up into the temple to pray a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, Lord Christ. Christ. Please be seated.
2: just want to acknowledge that tonight may feel like we're we're moving through things a bit quickly we are and um, that's a distinction because I think what most people feel when they come here is a spirit of peace and so that might disrupt that a little bit Um, not our intention but our hope is to begin to have a conversation as a whole to discuss our values around community engagement It just seemed like it was a big enough conversation that we didn't want to just have it in a small group, but to include the entire parish in this conversation. So I'm glad you're here and your thoughts and ideas really do matter to us. Let me pray, and I just want to reflect just briefly on that passage and talk about a value of trust tonight. We ask that our hearts would be primed to receive your mercy I just think that that's so challenging for us sometimes to to be open to what you're doing and to acknowledge our own mistakes our own sin and to open our hearts before you and know that you give us mercy you are rich in mercy and so Lord would you would you grant that to us in our hearts deeply within us in our hearts tonight, that we might be reminded again and afresh the beauty of your mercy. Amen. So I just wanted to to, to start. This is again a bit of an unconventional service, and I, I think we've tried to communicate that in a lot of ways. Um, but I, I really just want to talk for about ten minutes tonight, and then afterwards, as Peyton said, we're going to have some conversation at the end of our service. But what are we talking about? We're talking about our community engagement values. These are values that are forming in us. These are values that we as a leadership team and and you as well, I'm sure, do have as practice, like daily practices, things that you've noticed. So it won't be like anything new to you, but here they are. Can we just get those on the screen just to go over those? The first one, which we'll be talking about tonight is trust. And the second one we'll be talking about next week. is it, If we don't have it on the screen, that's okay. The next one will be collaborative, development-oriented, fourth, contextual, and then fifth, parish-minded. So we're going to unpack all those over the next five weeks. And so it's a bit of a journey. I'm glad you're going on this journey with us. But tonight I want to talk about trust and using this gospel reading in Luke 18, I just think there's something, like when we get to really look at the tax collector and the Pharisee, there's something about the Pharisee that just, we just, for whatever reason, we just don't trust him. Like he's actually supposed to be the one that you trust. He's the religious leader. He's the one that you would imagine trusting. And for whatever reason, you you may feel that. Like I just don't, it's kind of like yuck. Like I I don't want to have a whole lot to do with this guy. Why is it that we have a hard time trusting him? There's some social scientists, some relational psychologists who define untrustworthiness this way. Belief that a person can be counted on to look out for their own interests without regard for the interests of others. By changing behavior to increase one's own payoffs. I'll read that again because that's a lot. Untrustworthiness is a belief that a person can be counted on to look out for their own interests without regard to the interests of others by changing behavior to increase one's own payoffs. On the other hand, just quite simply trust, we might define it this way, concern for the other, concern for the other. Someone who's trustworthy, we might say, is concerned for something outside of themselves, not interested only in self-gain. The Pharisee that we see here in Luke 18, he's looking out for his own interests, and by default he's also disregarding the interests of others. He says, God, I thank you that I'm not like all these other people. I mean, don't you just feel gross when you hear that? Like, if you were talking to someone, you'd be like, yuck. And the worst part, it's not just like disregard, but there's this contempt for, for others. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't even really want to be around them. I have such a negative sentiment toward them that I just can't even be around them. He's so focused on payoff. He's talking about fasting and almsgiving, giving. And it just has this assumed transactional value. All behavior that you see him doing, by the way, is just all about self-interest, isn't it? And it's a picture, I I don't know, this may be too strong, but I I think it may be a picture for us, like who who do you tend to see yourself as when you read these gospels, when you read the parables? Like which which character do you tend to see yourself as? Um, I, I wonder if... The, the world around us, especially in our culture right now, might tend to see the church as this Pharisee. Just kind of like the church being a collective group of people that are just like, well, I'm so glad that I, I don't have all the problems the world has. So glad that I do all the right things. Glad I'm not like them. And for anyone who from the outside looking in sees the church that way, fundamentally we have to work on establishing trust in our missional movements like we won't get anywhere like you can have the best method of like sharing the gospel with someone but if there's not trust if you didn't take some time to establish and cultivate trust they're just going to see you as that pharisee well you just got all the answers don't you so holy aren't you The tax collector, on the other hand, gives us so many different expressions of trustworthiness. I think you see this picture of someone who's not trusting in themselves. Different than the Pharisee, he's not trusting in his own righteousness, he places his foundational trust in God's mercy. I think the essence of this parable is that God is rich in mercy, and it's often hard for us to be open to receive the mercy of God. Like, we can struggle with that. It's not a, you would kind of imagine that might be easy for us, but sometimes it actually is hard for us to confess that we've made mistakes, that we're not perfect, that I need to kind of take a step back. And just recognize that God is trying to infiltrate my life with the beauty of his mercy. And that is transformative to us when we are open to receive it. When we see our own junk. When we see our own junk, we we can start to have empathy for other people too. We have to start there. It's not about how righteous I am. It's about how badly I need the mercy of God, and that moves me out into mission with empathy. He's also, secondly, he's not trying to be seen by anyone here. He stands far off, verse 13 says. He's not attempting to do the right thing so other people will notice he recognizes something really profound, and it's this, that God sees you in the quiet place of your heart. God moves there. But if we're too busy trying to be seen by others, well, we can just kind of take, take that whole dynamic and do something funky with it. There was a, a YouTuber, his name's Trevor Jacobs, And he intentionally, I don't know if you guys saw this story, but he intentionally crashed a plane. He positioned like all kinds of cameras all over the plane. So it would catch him like jumping out of the plane, parachuting, crash landing. It was all staged. I mean, the plane actually did crash, right? But it was all staged. And the experts out there in YouTube started to watch the video over and over and started to see all these discrepancies in it. And he just completely, right, when they when they called him out on it, just completely lost all credibility as as someone that has something to say. If we're so focused on being seen, we will lose our credibility. Does it come from that quiet secret place that we've spent time with our Lord receiving his mercy and then moving out? He's not trusting in himself, and he's not trying to be seen. And you just see this beautiful, lastly, you see this beautiful posture of humility. He's not even looking up to heaven. He's not proud. He beats his, he beats his breast, and it's not really an image of self-flagellation. Instead, it's a heart that's ordered around the mercy of God. Just think about that. Like, what, what does it look like for a church to be ordered around the mercy of God? What happens in us, in our parish, when we order our hearts around receiving mercy? How does that move us into noticing our own stuff that we just need to continually lay out before the Lord? And then moving into some of these other foundational components of a culture of trust. Empathy. Seeing others with empathy. Not moving in, expecting that we've got all the answers, but being very committed to listening first, non-defensively, recognizing that we could learn from others around us, right? We're not the experts here. So I just want to end with, with a question and then... I'll read the the prayer of St. Francis, which I thought was just a beautiful prayer that might actually move us toward some other components of trust. And then I hope that we'll have some conversation afterwards. If you can stay, I just really encourage you to stay tonight for that conversation. How does this shape trust in us? How does mercy, what does mercy, what does interacting with the mercy of God have to do with how we cultivate trust? Think about someone that you've had a relationship of trust with. How did that even happen? Where was God's mercy working out in the midst of that? The prayer of St. Francis as I close. Some of you know this by heart. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Friends, the value of trust. Can we be a parish that prioritizes a culture of trust within our own community as well as those who we haven't even met yet? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
0: Thanks for listening. Join us at the Mission Cleveland next week.
1: Tschüss.